Hi everybody, welcome to Robin's 365. I've lost track of the day we were uh, at. Uh, but I'm in the mobile studio as you can hear and I'm headed to the airport. Uh, first time I've been traveling interstate in, I reckon it's over three years since the pandemic. I've, if you're a long-term listener, you'll know that I've traveled to Los Angeles in November. I came back with COVID and uh, this is, I haven't had a need to travel interstate. Uh, so I'm traveling up there for a, it's actually uh, one of my first paid speaking gigs. Um, so I'm heading to Canberra, which is Australia's national capital. And uh, it's uh, Friday today, we're recording this. Uh, my flight is in a couple of hours time. Uh, because I have to cross like three freeways to get there. Um, the traffic right now says that it's fine, but I always like to allow extra time because you just never know uh, what can happen. Um, so I've got, uh, I've got everything packed. I've got all the technology I need with me and I'm looking forward to having a really great time up there. Um, I'm presenting. I'm also... Uh, exhibiting up there I've got an exhibitors table and it's going to be quite a full-on schedule I mean speaking three times just the the organization the coordination everything that goes into that as well as uh, obviously the content that I'm preparing um, but also the uh, what's required I think there's four so I'm speaking three times and I think on so tomorrow there are four different times where the exhibitors table um, stands boots whatever you want to call them are open and so I need to be there all that time I don't have anyone else uh, with me on this trip so it is all me so if I'm not I need to be at the booth uh, for uh, oh golly well there's, there's I think an hour um, before it opens in the morning and then there's like an hour at lunch there's a like half hour morning tea, half hour in the afternoon, and then there's like when the thing finishes each day, uh, which could be an hour or so. Um, so there's a lot, a lot that is, uh, you know, required of my time uh, to be there. So I'm hoping that that's successful. I get to network with a whole bunch of people, and uh, yeah, hopefully have a have a really good time up there at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's uh, good. And I've just, uh, as I'm driving right now, I'm just getting a text message from uh, the person in Canberra um, that is picking me up. So they've arranged for somebody um, from the event to, to pick me up and also take me back on Sunday. And they're just saying that, they are, uh, could be a few minutes late. I mean, they, they, I don't know what time they think I'm arriving, but I'll just have to confirm them when I get to the airport. Um, I'm not scheduled to arrive till um, early this afternoon. And so I can get set up and everything. Uh, yeah, so I reckon by the time I come back on Sunday, I, I will be pretty tired. I won't get back until Sunday night, like get home. Uh, probably until, I don't know, maybe 8, 9 o'clock on Sunday night, we'll see. And then I, uh, I start bright and early, 5 a.m. Monday 
morning so it's you know it's a pretty full schedule and you know you go into these events and it's just that unexpected you don't you don't know who you're going to meet you don't know how the event's going to to run exactly and that's just all part of the the experience of uh, you know being being involved in in this type of uh, you know the work that I do the business that that I run etc as I'm trying to negotiate traffic as well, uh, you just don't know, and so it's that it's being adaptable. You've got to be able to step outside your comfort zone. And if I if I think about uh, you know who I am naturally, which is is quite introverted, uh, I I really have to focus and step up to like get on stage to not just getting on stage I mean I've been on stage since I was age 11 in front of people like a lot of people are performing uh, I I have uh, you know done a lot of things I've been in the media a lot I've just you know I'm and now I'm, I'm used to it but uh, probably where I'm most uncomfortable is in those social settings I am, you know, I'm more comfortable uh, talking to you know, maybe one person, a couple of people, whatever, you know, sitting in the corner doing that kind of stuff. So it's um, it's a push for me to step outside of that in a, a social setting, business-wise and everything. I'm I'm fine. I can step out of that socially. It's like I'm just, you know, I'm not as comfortable in that, uh, you know, that scenario. But. Um, yeah, again, about stepping outside your comfort zone and uh, having conversations with people. So how I do that, like within myself, is I say, well, you know, I can sit here and say nothing and I'm being completely happy. Or I can think about what the opportunity may be within the room that I'm in. And if I just stay here in the corner and don't say anything to anyone or if I to stay all quiet over here and be completely happy in that, then I'm potentially missing out on something, missing out on that opportunity to uh, make a new acquaintance, make a new, um, just have a, a conversation to, you know, increase, strengthen the, the human experience. I'm missing out on that opportunity. So my coach, uh, JT, uh, he has really opened my eyes to how I, I need to constantly be building relationships and working on relationships. And an easy way to think about it in the, the context of I'm sitting there, standing there, and not wanting to step outside that comfort zone. Because I've got to really push myself. I think, how can I add value to people in this room? How can I add value to the next person that, that I'm going to speak with? And that makes a difference to me rather than just standing there awkwardly thinking, oh, I don't know what to say. The easiest way to start a conversation with someone is to ask them questions about themselves. Because people love to talk about themselves. Even though they say, oh, no, I don't really like to talk about myself. People love to talk about themselves. And so that's an easy way to 
uh, have an ice-breaking sort of conversation. You can make a comment about, you know, their outfit or something. Obviously, something that's uh, appropriate. Like often, people will say to me, "Oh, gee, I love your tie." I say, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, it's uh, and each each of my ties has a story. I've got a bunch of them that have been autographed, and it, if it happens to be one that I'm wearing, like one of my favourite ties is a is a pink tie. It's a silk tie, and it's been signed by Brooke Shields. So if I'm wearing that one, then. Isn't that a nice uh, conversation starter? Uh, you could comment on, uh, depending on who it is or, you know, what the context is. Uh, you know, like if I meet people that, uh, say, have written a book, say, so, oh, gee, I, I, I loved hearing about what you were talking about your book or I, I loved this about what you said if they've come off the stage and, and that kind of thing. Or if, you, if you don't, it's just, a, you know, you don't know the person at all you can just say oh what brings you here today or what are you uh, maybe that's a bit boring in what I just said there and say uh, like the event that I'm going to for instance I might say to somebody what are you looking for if I if it hasn't started or if it's you know just started I say what are you most looking forward to out of today's speeches or today's speakers or you know today's event and then you can start to dig in a little bit more about oh, okay you oh, me. are you local are you you know what are the biggest challenges facing you know your because it's a rotary conference I'm attending what are the biggest I don't know what they call them chapters or whatever what's the biggest challenge facing your chapter what are some great things that that you've done what's your role uh, you know how how do you think I can add value to you what's the what are you really looking for in your you know your personal life or your your business life or you know whatever it is and uh, you know when I, I come at it from that perspective it it removes the discomfort and then after a little while uh, you'll often find that the person will ask questions about you if they don't ask anything about you after you know, like 10 minutes um, from my experience, it, it normally gives a, a pretty good indication that they're just not interested in knowing anything about you. And you know, there's probably nothing further that's going to happen with this relationship, in air quotes, beyond the conversation that you're having. And they're just not interested in getting to know you any further. And it's like, okay, well, we're just there having a conversation and you move on to the next person. I also think when, you know, certainly with these types of events, my goal is to connect with as many people uh, as possible uh, so that you can just go through this uncovering process. You, know, you might be just having a meet and greet and say, hey, how's it going? And, uh, you know, you're just having conversations in the moment and uh, using it to practice having conversations, if nothing else. I attend a, a lot of networking events um, in the US and uh, around the, the state and probably around various parts of the world in the future. Just like anything in life, if you want to get better at it, you practice at it. Um, so if you're just in a room filled with people where you think, well, there's potent you never know, but if you go in it with a mind of, oh, well, I don't think there's going to be any 
uh, business opportunities here or opportunities at all here, then just think, okay, there is an opportunity still and it's to practice having conversations and then have some fun with it and set yourself a little challenge to say, oh, these people over here look particularly challenging to have a conversation with. Let me think of something that I can have as an icebreaker. Let me go over and have a conversation with them and then you just never know. Um, so that that does challenge me. Uh, in a more of a networking sense, it's fine. It's in that, uh, say, Saturday night, for instance. It's going to be uh, more social. I don't know what the formal part of the evening is, if anything, uh, whether it's just people kind of partying and drinking and all that kind of stuff. That's where I really start to struggle. So I find that after a few hours and people are, are getting more and more into the drink and getting more crazy and boisterous and everything it's like I just find I can't relate to that you can start to not have a normal conversation now because people are just being silly and whatever and I just like that yeah I've got no interest here it's time for me to leave um, so I'm not sure what that will look like with this audience and uh, and so forth I'll hang around for a bit and probably call it an early night but we will see um, but yeah, I just use it as an opportunity to, again, practice networking, practice having conversations. And in preparing for that, what I do is I, I make sure that I'm, uh, I become more worldly. So I'm uh, reading uh, more business, uh, you know, just becoming more business astute, building business acumen, uh, becoming more aware of what's going on around me, around the world, um, so that it can have, uh, you know, um, an opportunity for conversation. So, for instance, uh, in the news, at the time of recording this, this morning, I've been running around doing a few things uh, for my daughter and, uh, and so forth, and I just heard on the news that, uh, they, so they've got the G20 happening over in India, uh, Russia and US had quite a heated 10-minute uh, conversation apparently that was unprompted that was it was quite angry about uh you know the, the blame in the you know u.s supporting ukraine and uh the u.s saying that russia has you know they can end this today kind of thing and whatever and yeah you know i think uh, i recorded a a podcast uh, through the week about uh, we're on the on the brink of global depression and what the triggers are for that and you know there's a, a plenty of conversations to us around uh, you know what's going on with the the global economy and uh, you know energy prices cost of living interest rates etc uh war what people think uh, the impact of uh, you know russia is uh, taiwan china etc etc uh, there's a lot of different perspectives out there as to what is going to happen in business, what people believe need to happen, what they've seen happen. I mean, I'll be in an audience with people that uh, are much older than me. Some maybe a little bit younger, but most are going to be older. So if, I, if I'm having a conversation with somebody that is, say, 20, 30, even 40 years older than me, I'd love to get their perspective on... So if they're, say, 90 years old, for instance... Uh, so that takes us back to uh, where first, first World War. They would have been kids through the First World War. Uh, Second World War, they would have been 
uh, may have served. Um, you know, getting their perspective of what it was, what they recollect from living through a global depression previously, what they believe is happening now, their impact on uh, COVID. From COVID, what they saw, the similarities between you know, other experiences they've had in life. Um, so there's, you know, I'm, I have this thirst for knowledge and success, and uh, you know, I think when you come from a a very curious perspective and you just consistently ask questions and you stay curious, then you can have really good conversations. So uh, that's the way that I. Uh, approach it and I'm always practicing so it's one of the reasons that I do my podcast so that uh, if I'm faced with anyone I can have a good conversation so somebody that's picking me up and who just sent me the text today you know, I've got an opportunity to get to know two people so one on the way there one on the way back um, being very grateful for the fact that they are picking me up they're obviously local to the the area but they're going out of their way to come and, and collect me and take me to the motel and I think that's really beautiful that they're, they're doing that and so I've got a great opportunity uh, to do that and they've said in the, the text message that they have been called in to work today so there's a you know a couple of great conversation starters there what sort of work do you do how long have you been doing sure it what thanks Siri uh, you know there's plenty of opportunity you just stay curious where do you live in Canberra? Uh, what, what do you do as part of Rotary? How long have you been involved? What's your passionate? What, what are you passionate about? And really getting to understand. I mean, one of the great things about Rotary, and I'm uh, when I get to, to Canberra, I'll be doing some more research about uh, Rotary. But one of the things that I know that they have done is essentially this one organisation has been responsible for uh, resolving global polio and so I believe that there have been no deaths for some time now and they've completely eradicated polio and you think about the number of deaths in countries uh, like third world countries and so forth children that have died from polio have suffered terribly from it you think wow what an amazing amazing contribution to humanity and so there will be people that uh, are very passionate about that side of Rotary. And I just think it's, a, it's amazing that one organisation has just taken a stance to say, do you know what, this is what we are going to do. We're going to solve this problem. Uh, it's tremendous, tremendous. So there's a lot of curiosity, right? I'll be surrounded by people from all walks of life. You think about it. Uh, an organisation like Rotary, average age, you know, 65 plus, there'll be people there in their 70s, and like I say, there'll be people there in their 80s and even up to 90. And just think about what their world looks like. Think about yourself in, you know, when you're that age and the life that you've lived and the experiences that you've had. And you can look at older people and say, oh, well, they're just old, I'm not, I've got no interest in them. Or you could be very curious and learn what amazing things that they have done. Think about the people that volunteer to be part of Rotary. It's normally people that have, have been very community-oriented, 
uh, through their, their business careers. Most of them are business owners, um, usually staying close to their community for long periods of time, uh, holding very influential positions in the community and uh, want to stay active in the community and give back because the community is given to them. And so there's such an amazing, like the room will be filled with such an amazing level of knowledge and experience that you're just like, wow, if only you could download that in an app to just tap into what everybody is thinking and what they've done and their experiences and the learnings and the, the opportunities when you build, bring all those minds together to solve a problem. No surprise why polio is no longer an issue. So I, um, I think it's exciting from that perspective. So you can look at things as fearful. You say, oh my God, I've got to be on stage. Oh my God, I've got to be on stage three times. And oh, there's hundreds of people in the audience. And oh no, I've got to have an exhibit and people have got to come and speak to me. And I've got to go to these social things. And I'm going, going to this event all by myself. And I'm meeting strange people and I don't know. And I'm, ah, oh. you can say, wow. I'm ready for this. I'm so excited that I've got all of these things that I don't know what it's going to look like in three days' time. But I'm so excited to just leap forth and see what can happen over this next couple of days. Same situation, different mindset. So, um, yeah, bring it on, hey? All right, so I'm going to leave it there for today. Stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. I will see you tomorrow. I will forward live from Canberra. See you then.